Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Ria Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews. Hi, I'm Ria Corbett. I'm a science teacher with biology specialism and on Teach Me Biology I am teaching my co-host and little sister, Sarah Matthews, biology A-level topic by topic to hopefully provide you, our lovely listeners, with an audio revision resource. Yes, we hope that you incorporate us into your revision and as a part of your learning journey. Dip in and out, listen to the episodes on your weaker topics or use us as your audio biology bible. Whatever you need us for, we are here. We're going to be focusing today on the structure of arteries, arterioles, capillaries and veins in relation to their function. It's quite simple. This is looking at the three vessels, mm-hmm. what they look like and why they look like that because I of can't their job. Wait. So what do we already know about those four things, if anything? Okay, capillaries are in the tissues near the skin and the Fab. surface of the skin. Absolutely. Veins are the next ones and they take the deoxygenated blood. That's right. And then you have the arteries which take the oxygenated blood and they are the big ones. And if you hurt yourself, if you hurt one of them, then you're going to die, potentially. And they're around all the heart as well. They take from the heart. They take the from heart. the heart. Yeah, so veins to the heart, arteries from the heart. From the heart. Fantastic, Sarah. That's really good. Thank you. So all three of them are, are just tubes, but they're not just one layer. They're made of lots and lots of layers. So, onions. huh? Like onions. Like onions. Because they have different functions, they have different proportions of the layers. And when I say lots and lots of layers, I mean, you know, four, four layers. Let's look at the vessels individually there is a resource on teachmescience.co.uk if you want to look at the diagrams of the artery the vein and the capillary it just shows you the images like a good comparison of the three and has all the different layers labeled so hopefully you get what i'm talking about as i'm saying it so as you've already said arteries are carrying oxygenated blood away from the heart and to the tissues if you look at the structure of the artery compared to the vein and and obviously the capillary the lumen which is the hollow part of the tube where the blood flows through, that is much smaller than the vein. And you can see that the thickness of the wall is a lot thicker than the vein. There's obviously a reason for that. Can you think what that would be? Strong arteries. They need to be strong. Blood from the heart. Right, under high Pressure. pressure. It's to do with the pressure that the arteries are under because of the force of the contraction out of the ventricle. Like we talked about, the left ventricle and the right ventricle, they contract, particularly the left, they contract very strongly, don't they? Strong Mm -hmm. contractions, pushing that blood out into the arteries with force. That creates a high pressure. And then that is supported by the fact that the arteries have the small lumen, so there's not a lot of space for the blood to get through. And then obviously the thick walls, really strong, thick layers maintain that pressure. But... You also need in place particular proportions of those layers to make sure that the artery is strong enough to withstand that pressure. The first layer from the inside out is the endothelium lining layer. It's just a very, very thin layer of cells all the way around the inside. That is going to create a smooth surface for the blood to flow through because that's the bit that's actually in contact with the blood. And it's smooth cells. So it's just basically creating a nice smooth surface for the blood to flow past so there's no friction. The next layer is elastic. So thick elastic tissue. 
it's really important that particularly the artery has that elastic layer and it's nice and thick. The reason for that really is it basically just being able to support with maintaining that high pressure that's created by that left ventricle as it contracts and pushes the blood into the arteries. What's good about having that elastic layer is that when there's a surge of pressure from a contraction, the elastic will allow the tube to just stretch ever so slightly and then it'll recoil back again once that pressure's passed. And that kind of then allows a smooth flow of blood through. So it's not just like lots of blood trying to get through a small lumen and then it sort of maybe possibly damaging the inside of the artery and causing a bit of like, as if you would get like a spurt of blood and then a spurt of blood and then a spurt of blood. It's not like that. It's smooth, constant flow because of that elastic tissue, allowing it to be smooth as possible. And then you've also got the muscle tissue as well. The next layer is muscle. And that basically just being able to kind of contract and dilate just to control the blood flow through them. Again, just allowing that smooth flow of blood through. The very last layer is just a tough outer wall or a tough outer layer. And that is just to make sure that it doesn't burst under pressure. It just supports yeah. uh-huh. supports the artery as much as possible. So the overall thickness of the layers are really trying to stop that vessel from bursting because it's full of oxygenated blood that's got to get to the tissue. So you need it to be as strong as possible. All the way through the arteries, there are no valves. Do you remember what we talked about last week about valves, what their function is? They open and close into different pressures. And what is their function? It's to stop what? To stop... We only want the blood to flow in one direction, don't oh, we? Oh, okay. To stop so the it blood stops... from flowing in different directions. To, to stop it from flowing backwards. But what if you've got leaky valves? You said this. That would be quite a serious heart condition and would need repairing. But no valves. Because the blood is under such high pressure that it would be impossible for it to flow backwards anyway. There's that constant pushing of the blood through all the time so there's no chance of it being able to flow backwards really what we would then move on to is arterioles and arterioles aren't in the picture because they're very very similar to arteries anyway okay there's just a very slight difference in the thickness of the muscle and the elastic that's all so arterioles are as you go from the artery into the tissue the arteries break off into smaller vessels called arterioles that then feed the blood into the capillaries. Like I said, similar to arteries, slightly smaller. So it's basically where an artery just divides up into other structures to go into different tissues and they carry the blood to the capillaries. You've got a slightly thinner elastic layer than an artery. Can you think why that would be? They don't need as much because the pressure's not as strong? Exactly, yeah. Slightly lower pressure. So slightly less need for the elastic layer to stretch and recoil to allow that flood. But slightly thicker muscle layer. And that is to ensure that it can control the amount of blood going to different tissues. Different tissues will have different demands for blood. Some will need more than others. And it's just about controlling the flow of that blood to those tissues. An arterial maybe will allow the lumen to get bigger so more blood can get to certain tissues whereas others maybe not so much and then we'll leave capillaries till last we'll quickly talk about the veins so the veins are the other end of the capillary when they come back together with deoxygenated blood and all those vessels come back together as veins to go back to the heart you can see the difference quite clearly 
between an artery and a vein in the diagram or in any diagram comparing the two. Larger lumen, much, much thinner elastic and muscle layers. Again, obvious reasons for the less thickness of the layers and the larger lumen. Less pressure. Because there's such less pressure, yeah. There isn't that pressure of trying to get the blood to the vessels and back again. It's much, much less, okay? So veins carry deoxygenated blood to the heart under much, much lower pressure. There are definitely valves in veins at different intervals all the way around the body to ensure that there's no backflow, just making sure that once the blood goes through, it closes, allows more through, it closes, just ensuring that that blood can't fall backwards. I mean, generally, a lot of the movement through the veins of the blood is caused by the muscles around the veins contracting and relaxing, and that kind of squeezes the veins and forces the blood through. So it's not so much coming from the contraction of the heart. That's why when you give blood, they ask you to squeeze your hand into a fist because it makes the blood move quicker. Yeah. Yeah. So lots and lots of pressure from the surrounding muscle, just like squeezing the veins so that the blood can go through. Thin muscle layers, much, much thinner elastic layers, again, because of the low pressure. There's no need for the concern that the vessel will burst because there just isn't that pressure in the in it, so it doesn't need to be as thick. And there's no need to control the flow of blood as much as you would from an artery into a you know, arteriole and into a capillary. That there's no, there isn't going to be any surges and things like that. You're just trying to get the blood through back to the heart as fast as possible. There's no need for the contractions and the dilations that you would get in arteries. And then the capillaries you can see that there's not really anything to them. The endothelium, which is the lining layer at the very centre of the tube, is all a capillary is. It doesn't have any other layers, just the lining layer. And I would think that's probably quite obvious why. They're for exchange, so we want... Oh, you actually want the blood blood and oxygen, the things to pass in and out. Yeah, so not the blood, but we want the things in the blood to pass out. Yeah, oxygen, glucose, anything that's useful to the respiring cells needs to pass out. And then anything that's waste products needs to pass in. We want this kind of very, very thin lining of cells for a nice short diffusion pathway. The blood has to flow a lot slower, which is why the tubes are so small. There's lots of them as well. There'll be lots of them and there'll be like a network of them whether that be in the lungs, whether it be in the liver, whether it be in the kidney, anywhere, the arteriole will divide up into loads and loads of capillaries and the blood will just flow through very slowly, allowing time for the exchange. It's one cell thick, so you've got that short diffusion pathway. And the other thing that I just want to say, if you think about red blood cells being in the blood and then they have to then try and fit through the capillary, they're almost going through in single file. And because the lumen of the capillary is so narrow, the red blood cells are really squashed in. So they're kind of going through one at a time, single file, one behind the other. And they're very much squeezed up against the wall of the capillary as well. And that, again, a shorter distance for the oxygen to be dissociated from the haemoglobin through the wall and into the respiring tissues. That is kind of it. Now, next week, we're going to talk about capillary beds and capillaries in more detail and tissue, (laughs) tissue fluid. It's actually not very easy to understand either. 
Oh, great. <laughs> so I'm going to warn you now. It isn't a nice What do you want me to do some nice like episode. pre-revision of this episode? <laughs> no, no, no. No, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So tissue fluid next week, where we'll talk more about what happens in capillaries in order for that exchange to happen. But the structure of the vessels, I think we've covered. So we'll do some questions. Yeah, sure. Questions on blood vessels tend to come with, again, like tables and data and that sort of thing. So we've got one question that has a table of information that you need for it, which again is on teachmescience.co.uk. But the other two questions are just straightforward questions asking about the structure and function. So question one is a one marker. Which type of blood vessel has the most elastic tissue in its wall? The artery. Yeah, well done. How does this elastic tissue help to smooth out the flow of blood in the blood vessel for two marks? Well, you described it, and I understand, but I couldn't tell you how to say it. So, so it stops it from being spurty. Yeah. So if you think about elastic, yeah. we talk about stretching and snapping back under into place pressure. under the pressure. So for one mark, you would talk about how the elastic tissue stretches to kind of accommodate the extra pressure uh-huh. or extra volume of blood. And then second mark, it recoils back when uh, the ventricle relaxes or the blood pressure decreases. So it's just that stretch, relax, stretch, recoil, stretch. Yeah. Recoil. Every time there's a heartbeat, just allowing that smooth blood flow. Question three is a six marker and it requires the information in the resource. Yeah. Okay. So exam it says, question, example, the resources, yeah. Google Drive, go there. That's it. So it says the information below compares some features of different blood vessels. Use the information to explain how the structure of the walls of arteries, veins and capillaries are related to their function. So do you want to start with arteries? So you've got the property, mean diameter and mean thickness. Mm-hmm. Is vein spelt wrong here? Why is it spelt with an A? Yeah, that's spelt wrong. Vine. <laughs> Totally spelt wrong. Fine. That's like vain as in like, you're so vain, so vain. <laughs> right, so you want me to just say how this graph shows how they are for their job? Yeah, so for instance, well, just what does the table tell you? Okay, so it's telling me that the artery's got endothelial, molasses tissue and muscle. But compared to the others? But the others, so the capillary's only got the endothelium the veins got all of them but less looking at the artery information you've got the mean diameter of the vessel the mean thickness of the wall compared to the other two the mean diameter the veins got the biggest more because um so the the mean diameter of the vessel what the inside the inside the lumen is is bigger and then the mean thickness of the wall what's this um thing when it's, it's a micrometer do you remember we talked about micrometers before a thousandth of a millimetre. Oh, so they're teeny tiny, aren't they? Yeah. So let's start with the thickness. Which has the thickest wall? The artery. And why is that? Because it needs to be strong so it doesn't burst. Because of the... Blood pressure. Because of the high blood pressure. Thickest wall, so it can carry blood at high pressures. What else does it have over the others? Elastic tissue. The most elastic tissue, yeah. Why and is that good? That's good because it stretches and unstretches when yep. the blood is passing through to so allow normal smooth, nice smooth flow of flow blood, of blood. Good. through the artery yeah well done maintains the pressure as well 
the capillary has only got endothelium. Yep, so capillary... That's for um, dissociation of oxygen. And what's the process? Diffusion. Diffusion, so short diffusion. Short diffusion pathway. That's it. So you've got your capillary saying it's only the endothelium, so it's thin, so allowing for diffusion and exchange. So you've got a couple of marks for that. You've got your thickest wall to maintain blood pressure, to carry blood at high pressures, most elastic tissue, maintaining pressure being that it has the most muscle. Last little bit, vein. The vein's got less elastic and less muscle because, because there's a low, lower pressure in the vein. Exactly. And then there's a last marking point here about all the vessels having endothelium. Do you remember what I said at the beginning, why it's important that that layer of cells... is smooth. Yeah, reduces what as the blood flows through. Um, Any kind of rubbing or friction oh, okay. between the blood and the vessel. Uh-huh. Yeah? Because you don't want to damage the vessel. That's how you start blood clots and things like that. Yeah. We there are four different blood vessel types in the human body. They all have different functions... So although they have the same layers, there are different proportions of the layers to allow them to carry out their function. The layers from the inside out are the endothelium lining layer, elastic layer, muscle layer, and then the tough outer layer. The hollow space in the tube where the blood flows is called the lumen. The endothelium lining layer is roughly one cell thick and is smooth to allow diffusion, and it also reduces friction as the blood flows through. The elastic layer can stretch and recoil to ensure blood flow is smooth through the vessel. So stretches when the pressure is high and recoils back when the flow is normal. The muscle layer can help to control the flow of blood and the tough outer layer resists pressure around the vessel to ensure it does not burst. Arteries carry oxygenated blood away from the heart and are the thickest of the blood vessels due to the very high pressure it must withstand from the contraction of the ventricles. They have thicker muscle than the veins and the thickest elastic layer. This is due to being able to control flow of blood when the heartbeat creates a surge of pressure so that the artery wall can stretch and then recoil to help maintain the high pressure and smooth out the pressure surges. Arteries do not contain valves as the high pressure of the blood ensures that it will not flow backwards. Arterioles carry oxygenated blood from arteries to the capillaries in the tissues. They have a thicker muscle layer than arteries to constrict the lumen to restrict the flow of blood when needed. They have slightly thinner elastic tissue as the blood pressure is lower. Veins transport deoxygenated blood to the heart from the tissues. All the layers are thinner and the lumen is wider as there is no real need to control the flow of blood and the pressure is much lower. Veins contain valves to ensure that there is no backflow due to the lower pressure. Blood throw through the veins is helped by the contraction of muscles surrounding them, which squeezes the veins. Capillaries only consist of the lining layer to ensure that they exchange materials with the respiring tissues. The lining layer gives a short diffusion pathway for this. Got any takeaways? My takeaways are the capillary only has a thin lumen layer yep for diffusion a thin lining layer thin lining layer for diffusion yep the artery has got elastic bit to help with blood flow smoothly through the veins well done the vein is thinner because there's a lower pressure 
Good. Well done. So the wider reading for June is the podcast Bio Eats World. And they discuss on a weekly basis how biology is breaking out of the lab and into our daily lives. That's what they say about their own podcast. I'm not sort of just making that up. They take a subject matter every week and they, they there's lots of context to A-level biology in it. And I think I said this last week, it is it is quite heavy, it is quite wordy. But if you're studying biology and you have been for a year, you'll be fine with the language that they use and the context that they use in. I think it'd be okay. Hopefully you'll find it interesting. And they have two eps a week. So one is subject-based, so one is just a subject area that they choose to discuss and then they discuss it. And then one is a journal club where they take a paper from a journal and they discuss with the writer of that paper what the impact could be of that particular paper. So give it a listen. If you'd like to contact us, you can drop us an email at teachmebiologycast at gmail.com. You can go to our website, teachmescience.co.uk. You can drop us a tweet at at teachmebiocast and you can find us on Instagram at at teachmebiologycast. So get in touch if you want to say anything. Tell us who you are, why you're listening, how you found us. If you want to pass on any great revision you've done, any great classwork you've done, anything at all you've done in your biology that you want to show us that has maybe come from us helping you or anything like that, just give us a shout and we'll Mm -hmm. be happy to talk to you. We were quite happy the other day, weren't we, to have appeared on this? Oh, yes. We have appeared on some lists, some teacher lists and some biology lists. Yeah, we discovered that we were number 10 on the top science teacher podcasts to follow. To follow in 2021. And number 13 on the top 15 15 biology podcasts to follow this year. What? We were like, (laughs) okay. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, you follow us. So we were highly delighted because we, well, it's funny because I actually use some of those lists to find wider reading and to mm-hmm. find just like stuff to listen to. For us to be on the list, we have nothing to offer apart from like basic knowledge about biology. So if you're already a biologist, you're not going to learn anything new from us. You kind of need to be at a certain level for us to be relevant to you. So it seems weird to appear on biology podcast lists, but oh well. I don't know how, great. I don't know how these things get put together, but I'm happy. Yeah, me too. <laughs> was that the bell? Yep, that was the bell. Okay, cool. I need to take a nap. It's my second nap of the day. I'm so tired. <laughs> Why are you also, so tired? I think I might have a sinus infection. From swimming? From swimming. Apparently, because I googled it, I've had this horrible pain in my nose and I can't breathe. And then I googled it and it said that you should avoid chlorine. And I was like, oh, great. I've been in a chlorinated chlorinated pool twice in two days. Suddenly (laughs) I've got this horrible pain in my nose. That must be it. It'll go away soon. My name is Sarah Matthews. And I'm Rhea Corbett. And we're quite moany today. (laughs) (laughs) God. (laughs) Sake. Sorry about that. This has been Teach Me Biology. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, bye, bye.